0: Podcast. You're here with John Marsh, and if you're a coach or creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract your clients, grow your business, and build confidence. This week on the show, we have a conversation with Rosie Kim. Rosie is a personal trainer and movement coach based out of Sydney, and recently when Sydney went into the full lockdown, Rosie was forced to close her fully booked face-to-face Um, of her business. And rather than sit on her hands, Rosie decided to pivot and go online and built an entirely new offering. And for anyone who's done this before, this is not easy, especially if you haven't been building it previously. So in this conversation, we talk about Rosie's background, find out a little bit about her story and the business that she runs, and then dive into how she created this new online offering which was effectively for a completely new customer segment it was a completely different offer or transformation that she was bringing to these customers and we find out how she did it how it went and what her thoughts are moving forward let's jump into the show you're here with john marsh this is the creator club podcast and today we're speaking with rosie kim
1: well, my story, it's pretty dramatic. Um, I came to Australia about like 10 years ago. Well, I didn't know anything about what I'm going to do, what I want to do as a like, you know, fitness in- um, instructor or whatever. I just came here to just explore another country. By I, yourself? Yep, yeah, by yourself all by myself. Um, I am Korean, so I came from Korea. And at that time I was pretty young, again, 10 age. Um, I mean teenage sorry and that's why I just came to like you know just enjoy it, enjoy myself a little bit have more freedom from away from my family and stuff learn English um, and then I um, joined like language school meeting another other friends but then I just wanted to study properly because my age was about to go to university so I was just I decided to study here um in Australia instead of Korea, because since I'm already here I'm at that age, so I just thought that it would be a great opportunity to study in Australia as a university student. So um, I just chose a subject, um, pretty um, basic subject, which was accounting. Um, and also it's because that was my dad uh, wanted me to study about. So I was a great um, daughter at that time. So just listen to my dad, study accounting, it was so boring. And then after I graduated, I worked in an accounting firm for about four years. Mm. To be honest, hated my life, hated completely because um, it wasn't my thing. It was so boring all the time. And then when I start going to the firm, working full time, I also start going to the gym in my area. And then I just loved it. I just love the active environment, like so physical and so energetic, so I enjoyed it. I almost addicted. So one of the um, instructors there kind of like, I recommend me to study fitness properly because they can see that I love it. And then when the time when I was about to like about four years pass since I worked at an accounting firm, I was so bored and I was so like confused about my future. And then I just decided to study fitness that time, um, hoping that I would love it. And then yes, here I am. I definitely love studying fitness and then become a fitness instructor. And ever since then, I am continually working on fitness on trainer journey. It's been six or seven years so far.
0: Wow. Wow. So when you finished the studying for the fitness, uh, I can imagine that would have been pretty big change coming out of accounting so how did you feel jumping into the new career and what did that look like to go, you know, full time into fitness? How did you do that? You know, people call it like a career leap sort of thing. How did you find your first, you know, clients? And um, how did it feel to leave the stable job and do and kind of go out on your own?
1: Yeah, I was definitely nerve breaking um challenge for me. The first career started um, from a group training. So I um, worked as a group uh, class instructor first. And that time I had to go jump into class with a lot of people in the class. And I had to just screaming at them, yelling at them, leading the classes. So that was my first nerve-breaking moment, telling people what to do, how to do, and cheer them up. Um, but then, yeah, with that experience, I really had um, got to... Know how to talk to people, how to engage with people. And mm. then that kind of sort of really naturally led me to become a very good people material. And then after a couple of years of practice as a, um, instru- a group instructor, then I could transition into a personal trainer. Okay. And then, yeah, finally find, you know, client one on one and talk through them uh, personally and then train them.
0: Yeah. And how did you find that experience early on starting to? build the base of clients or starting to grow the people that you uh, served and helped? Did they come to you or how did you go about that early business growth mm. as a one-to-one trainer?
1: So um, after I became a personal trainer, I I am also belong to a certain um, gym and that gym sort of um, gave me a chance. They bring the client to me, but it, it was all up to me how to like engage with this person and then person decide whether they're going to train with me or not. So the first chance was from the gym. They gave me the client and the client came to me to talk to me. And then so for me, the really important moment was talking with the certain client, which was Jim gave me. So yeah, that was how I got to the personal trainer chance.
0: Yeah, cool. Talk a little bit about your work, because I know you have, uh, you know, a huge skill set, you have the background, like in the fitness work. I don't know if you grew up doing any sort of mobility or flexibility or dance or anything, but you've also got a lot of, uh, you know, flexibility or mobility, you have the Pilates in all of the movement world as well. Maybe talk a little bit about your own journey and and how you've specialized or where you focused as a trainer and coaching people in the last couple of years and where you've come to
1: yeah um so in the very beginning stage of my trainer journey i was so into just being fit looking cool exercise every single day push people and then i got into um jujitsu um through one of my um gym instructor he introduced his judo gym, BJJ gym, and then I got into judo, fell in love with this, um, and really trained hard for like two years. Um, and then obviously judo is quite active sport. I got um, injured um, from the um, performance, and then after that, start doing rehab. And then um, through this rehabilitation process, I got more into movement based training, not so much into looking good being fit but more into functional um, side of the training so and then that's why I I was more working into mobility stuff flexibility stuff body weight based training and on top of that proper weight training as well Um, yeah that's the transitions and that's why I got I got more into a different movement um, environment gets a certificate in the yoga Pilates and also still working with my, my one of the coach movement coach yes so that's how I got transitioned so you
0: really yeah you have quite a, a broad skill set that you you can draw from huh
1: yeah that I guess through the experience I was changed my goals changed
0: yeah and do you find the people that you're helping now is are they looking for kind of, you know, the look good weight loss kind of stuff? Or are they looking for movement and Pilates? How how do you how do they resonate with you and how do what are your clients looking for when they come originally?
1: That's really good questions. Cause interestingly, um my clients also their goals has been changed um, alongside with my goals changed. So my very initial client's goal was very similar with me, very resonated with me. They wanted to just be look good, be fit, and just smash the sessions every single time. But then as my goals changed, I think more clients attracted by my visions as well. Mm. So they wanted to stay health, healthy for a long period of time. They wanted to have this habit for their life. So it's, it's also changed together.
0: Yeah, very cool. Great. Well, the other thing I'd love to talk about, you know, you're in, you're based in Sydney, right? Yes. And, you know, we met a little while ago, Sydney went into lockdown.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: So this, this episode will come out in November. So I'd imagine that it's going to be lifted by then, but you know, it's been a few months and for you, uh, you know, you had, you had, you would, you had a lot of work, you had a lot of one-to-ones, And then everything came to a screeching halt. (laughs) Um, Maybe could you talk about how you, you know, the the word pivot is kind of overused, but you really created a whole new thing. And I think a lot of people listening could get a lot of value out of it because a lot of people want to do what you did Mm. and, uh, but, but maybe didn't or haven't or don't know how. And I'd love you just to share what you've done and how you sort of went about that period.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really, um, I'm so happy to have this sort of chance to share about my work that I've been doing during the lockdown. So after the lockdown, obviously my main full-time work, just one-on-one base, actual face-to-face training. And because of the lockdown, it's all got like um canceled and I had no job, no time to actually meet and train people. But Um, this time I really wanted to do something, connecting with people, doesn't matter, Doesn't no matter what we are at. So what I have created was creating the online live group class challenge. So um, my first, the first challenge that I did this time um, during the lockdown was like live Zoom Pilates class. And then I had that for like a couple of weeks, um, once a week. And whoever wants to just keep moving during the lockdown and just, you know, clean away, clean your um, busy mind away because of the lockdown stress, more than welcome to join. So that's how I started this online classes. And then and then throughout this few um, online group classes, I found more clear purpose and visions of me doing this because because uh, of a lot of great feedback from the online classes, I decided to do another proper challenge classes with the clear goal. So the next challenge was, the title was 21-day challenge with Rosie because my name is Rosie. So I had more clear um, period, which is like 21 days. And then the challenge was all about you being more active. And the class wasn't just only about Pilates. It's more a variety of classes. So I had hit class, yoga class, Pilates class in a week, three days a week classes. The all classes was group-based and live. Um, And people just loved the idea of just keep connecting and keep moving, especially that was a live classes. So they could just feel, almost feel like they're in this um, spaces together and feel the energy together. So that was really great. And then after that, um, I had another challenge, which was like um, stay happy challenge. Because after the first 21-day challenge finished, I just realized, like, what's the point? Just keep pushing people to stay fit, like when people really feel less motivated, less happy and stressed Mm. about this lockdown. So my point was, use this fitness as your mental health, too. So the next challenge was like, stay happy 21 day challenge with Rosie. So the theme um, slightly changed. And then my hour was really pushing people to be happy throughout the movement. Find your own reason to do this. And then, yeah, great result. People just feeling even more value throughout this whole challenge. They wanted to push themselves just because they wanted to stay happy and healthy Mm -hmm. together. It's not Mm -hmm. about fitness anymore. I love
0: that, Rosie. Yeah. Very cool. Just to be clear, just so I think this is an important point for people listening. The first Pilates challenge, even the very first one you did, that was paid?
1: Yes, that was paid.
0: Yeah. Um, I just think it's important because a lot of times when this lockdown thing happened, um, you know, it's quite easy to go, okay, well, I everything I need to do it for free and give away all of my stuff and do online stuff. And you kind of went the other way. You uh, You created this brand new offering. And then from the beginning, it was paid. And then how did that go for you? And how did the market respond? And what was it like in the group challenges? And how did you sort of uh, how did it all end up, you know, from a business perspective and, and how did it work out for you?
1: Mm, it's really, really great questions because first time when I created this idea, I was actually going to provide this for free mm-hmm. to people because I was just, I was thinking that maybe people won't really be interested in. Um, but then after um, the um, the sessions with the Creator Club, which was like, you know, I'm, you know, doing with you guys, like sharing the business idea and clearing my goal as a fitness instructor. So with um, after the um, live sessions with the Creator Club crews, I just realized that people value more with what they invest. So instead of just giving them everything for free and doesn't give them a chance to invest um, something for themselves, I just, you know, start from like from the beginning with pay, They loved it. They loved the idea of the payment. It it wasn't a big payment either. I just charged $20 per class. And yeah, for them, just investing that much amount of money for themselves was a lot more valuable than paying nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's wonderful. And $20 per class to start off with having zero you know, you didn't have a huge infrastructure of online training. You didn't have this whole history of doing it. You just literally created it uh, and then outreached and got people interested. The other thing that I loved is you really kept pushing on your content, on the behind the scenes. You know, I love that you called, you you mentioned the word energy, you know, and, and this concept of that people really needed energy in this time. And you showed a lot of energy. And Mm. I think people are probably drawn to you and to the work that you do. Could you talk a little bit about how that went for you? Because I know for a lot of people, it was really hard to put out content during lockdown Mm. for months. And it's hard to keep going in marketing. How did you do that? And how did you keep all the energy up? And do you think that that was helpful?
1: Um, definitely sharing um, more on social media helped a lot um, to my business. Obviously, it was also very challenging to me too, but I just set up really easy goals saying, let's put up one thing a day, simple goal. Obviously, sometimes even that goal was really hard to achieve, but having certain goal helped me to keep pushing myself. And also um, a week ahead, I just planned a rough idea about what, sort of topic I want to share. And then um the week starts, I just share something that relates to the topic that I've already chosen the week before. And yeah, it came out pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And then from, I guess, I know it's a little bit detailed here, but how did you structure the challenges for the groups? Did they, did they buy this all up front? How did you go about doing this and then creating the sales? Uh, how did all that all work out for you?
1: Yeah, so very first stage, obviously people want, don't really know about this whole challenge and they're were, they were not really sure about who I am really. So I needed more connection. So um, I just opened the event saying like, um, invite your friend, like friend gift card. So whoever did this class, they can invite their friend Um, as a gift card. So they just give my class as a gift card. They could join the classes for free because of their friend. And then after the first um, free session, they could do like, you know, they could decide whether they're going to keep going with um, paying classes or not. That was that. sort of like, yeah, marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, this idea also came out from Creator Club Clough live session. Oh, with- really? I, <laughs> I didn't
0: even hear about that. That's great. Uh, yeah,
1: that yeah. was uh, the idea because um, I was just sharing my concern about marketing strategy and stuff. And then after that, I also um, uh, made two different payments. So one payment was like um, prepaid. Whole like twenty one day package, yeah. Hundred dollar price. So if you attend a twenty one day, um, you have to either pay everything ahead, or you can just do a single pay session. You pay twenty dollars per each session whenever you want to do. So those ones are two different. So they have less pressure. If they want to just try and give it a go few session, they don't have to pay everything ahead. Just pay um day before the session. That was it.
0: So for you in your life as you know as someone who's living and has expenses and has a life to run mm. were you able like you know you don't don't need to tell us numbers and stuff like that but did this work out well for you and it's something that you were happy with running the challenges and the you know the sales you were able to generate and how you're able to run it
1: I'm um, so i can't even be more happy with this result this time Because I honestly didn't expect anything better than this. Um, When I started for the first time, I remember when I, you know, the moment that it's discussed with you about about my concern, I was discussed to you um, saying, oh, there's not many people who wants to do this challenge. I remember the very beginning stage, only nine people were interested in. And it was also like I was messaging to like 50, 60 of my previous client saying, are you interested in But then only nine out of 60 people replied saying, I might.
0: That's right. You did direct outreach, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I might do that. It was like really, really like, well, still the nine people so precious. I mean, important numbers to me, but compared to the whole number that I've sent, um, it was a little bit low number than I expected, but then... Um, since I was keep pushing in, just keep going, keep putting myself up there and saying that I'm here, I'm doing this. And this is something real. It's not like just, you know, random stuff. I do this mm. and I think I take this serious. Mm. And I, I think people could also recognize that. And when when they do it, it was like a game changer because they just um, referred me to their family, their friend. So it just got bigger suddenly. So, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I think you're right too. I think that having that background is, you know, the market was always going to appreciate good quality. And mm. there were a lot of people who jumped online to do online programs and stuff like that. And a lot of amazing coaches and stuff, but also a lot of people who didn't have that much experience. And so mm. the market um, got hesitant very quickly. And rightfully so, you know, because you need to figure out who's good and who's worth, you know, spending the time with. Mm, So, um, Yeah, I I remember you shared a lot of content, (laughs) showing your own stuff behind the scenes and really started to tell the whole story, too.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: And then did the second
1: challenge grow? Yes, definitely grow. So first challenge, starting with nine. And then the second challenge, I remember, I still have a photo in my social media too. It was up to around like what, 16, 17. And then the third challenge was up to more than 25-ish. And then the very last, at the almost at the end of the challenge, um, whole crew in my group was like 42. Yes. So it it can continually grow. And then I'm so, you know, happy with this result.
0: Now I'm going to just, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this as we wrap up, I think it's very, very helpful what you shared for a lot of people. Um, you are about to go back to -to face-to-face training and the, a lot of people are about to do the same. So when, for the listeners of the show, this is you listening in November, but when we're recording this, Rosie's coming out of months of lockdown and is about to go back to face-to-face. Mm. I'm, I'm over here saying, I hope you keep doing the online as well because you built this amazing thing and you're going back to face-to-face as well. Mm. How is that going for you? What are you going to do? Um, what does the future look like for you now that you know you can build something online, even in, a, I mean, you barely scratch the surface, even in a short space of time, but mm. what are you thinking about your business and how you're looking at it all?
1: Um, so, yes, definitely I'm positive about um, this online um, business as a trainer. I'm definitely going to do it um, with a better structure um, to be able to satisfy slightly different um, people, uh, group. So what I'm thinking right now, obviously, continue with this live group class ideas. And on top of that, I want to build more personalized, scaled one-on-one online training program as well. So if they like my group style training, if they want to work with me more in detail and really solve their problem, they can do the online program one-on-one based with me as well. So this can be a great Opportunity to uh, for me to move my online business, I mean one-on-one base to online.
0: Yeah, and, and then still have access to face-to-face too, huh?
1: Exactly. So yeah. do do that together.
0: Yeah. I really love, I just wanted to say the stay happy challenge. Mm. Uh, I think that I love the directness of the um title, and it sounded like you had the most traction for that. That's true. Um, that's pretty cool. Like, would you consider doing that style of thing with the online that's still focused around happiness? Because, or, you know, positivity or mental health or however you want to talk about it, right? But yes, um, would you continue with that direction at all? Or do you think you'll move more towards the movement side? Or how, how does, what do you think about that?
1: 100% like um, I'm going to keep my value, my happiness as my business value um, when um, the Creative Club shared or, or um, talked about business value with this um, industry leader, um, my value, top two value was happiness and connection. So this will be my the top business value um, from from now till um, very long time, I guess. And mm-hmm. I want to keep this as my value, like rosy value, ease being happy and being connected with you guys. Really yeah. deeply,
0: yeah, oh, I love that. I think you I think you're at the start of something big here, and uh, I really hope you keep going with the online stuff and with the content and even you know, even if it's just your own content and sharing because I think when you put that stuff out, I think we definitely can feel your values of happiness and connection. Mm. And um even if you don't have the challenge or an online offering straight away once you open back up. I think it keeps building that trust. It keeps building that awareness and the audience, um, you know, knows you for that as well, which is really cool.
1: That's true. Yeah. I want to continue that.
0: Yeah. Get is out. there anything else that you wanted to talk about, uh, with your work or who you help or anything like that?
1: Um, well, so if anyone hear this episode and if they wanted to kind of like, you know, start doing this online stuff, but they hesitate, my just simple big message is start, start today. Um, you're, um, you're good enough to put your story on the public and doesn't matter which level you're at, um, there will be, um, you know, people who really need your help regardless So yeah, um, have more courage and start today.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful. Um, just before we sign off, how did you, how did you do that yourself? Because when you went to start and there's all these people out with huge followings and huge influences and, you know, fitness is a crazy world. There's like Hollywood kind of fitness. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, I'm this person, one person, and I'm just starting. How did, how would you push through? How did you do that?
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, honestly, online or fitness industry, we just competing so hard with this million follower influencers out there. And um, if you just think about that, I just feel so hopeless. Like, yeah. who am I? Who am I? Like doing this kind of work, helping people. But however, the one thing that I really um could push myself was like, I am just one. In whole word, I am only one here, and definitely there is a unique factors about me. And if I hold that, hold on to that value, and share that value to my people, and there will be, you know, certainly, certainly there will be people who are attracted by my story, and I can help them. Um, that was the thing. And then um, also, like connection. That's the my value, right? The reason why I say connection is really important, it's because no matter how um, popular you are, if you don't have any connection with them, mm. no point. So I'm so happy that I can connect with this, every single one of my hero and have a chance to talk with them, share their story and then just you know talk through and finding out the solutions um, about how I can help them. And they just, I earn their trust and we start working together. Such a beautiful, beautiful work. Um, yeah, so I guess this this was my top secret. Be happy, be connected with people.
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, biz, that's the best best visit business advice of the year there, <laughs> everything you just said. So thank you so much for sharing. It was really, really cool, and I know a lot of people get tons out of this, and thanks for sharing your story as well.
1: Thank you for having me, John.
0: That's okay. We'll have to get you on again
1: once you're back face-to-face. Yes. Thank you so much.